Welcome back to the OU's Mishnah Yomis. My name is Jacob Romwitz, and today we will be concluding the second chapter of Maseches Megillah and beginning the third. The last mission, Parak Bey's Mishnah Vav says, "Call Halayla Kasher Lekatsiras Haomer or Lehekter Chalavim Veevarim." So our previous Mishnah, Mishnah Hey, gave us a list of things whose mitzvah is by day, and it told us that these things could be done all day long. Now we are told the analogous nighttime equivalent, the flip side of the coin, as it were, that there are mitzvahs whose time is at night and they can be done all night long. So the reaping of the omer and the burning of the fats and parts of the sacrifices, these could be done all night long. Zehaklal, there's a general rule. Davash mitzvah sobayom, kasher kohayom, a mitzvah that must be done during the day can be done all day long. Something that must be done at night, its mitzvah can be done all night long. Let us look in the Bartonoro. Burning the fats and the various parts on the altar. This is the uh, leftovers from the afternoon carbon tamid, daily sacrifice. It says regarding them, so it says here that we are burning the parts from this sacrifice all night long. It specifies in the Torah that it could be done any point during the night. The general rule is that something that can be done by day can be done all day. Now, we just had a long list in Mishnah Hay, so what does this include? This includes the order of the frankincense that was put on the lechem uponim, the showbread, in the Mishkan and in the temple. So that's one we didn't mention that could be done at any point during the day. Something that can be done at night can be done all night. What does this include that we haven't already said? This includes eating the carbon Pesach, the Passover sacrifice, which again could be done all night long. And the rabbis set a time limit that these things should be done by midnight. That's not because they believe that's what the Torah requires. That's a safe defense to keep people from falling asleep and neglecting to do the mitzvah. So you should do these things by chatzos. If you haven't done them by chatzos, the mitzvah continues all night long. Let us now begin Perik Shlishi, the third chapter. Now, if you've ever learned Maseches Megillah in the Gemara, this chapter is the fourth chapter in the Gemara. The third and fourth chapter order is reversed, but we're doing the order of the Mishnah, so what you may be used to as chapter four is now chapter three. B'nei ha'ir she'machru b'chova she'ir. The residents of a city who sell a street of the city, lochim b'damav beis They can use the money to buy a shul. Besaknesis, Lochin Teva. If they sell a shul, they can use the money to buy an ark, an Aaron Kodesh. Teva, Lochin Mitpachos. If they sell an Aaron, they can use the money to buy mantles, Torah covers. Mitpachos, Lochin Svarim. If they sell mantles, they can use the money to buy Svarim, meaning the books of prophets and writings that, that we would read from in shul, for example, for Haftorahs and for the Megillahs, etc. So, Svarim of Tanakh. Svarim, Lochin Torah. If you sell these books of the prophets and the writings, you can use the money to buy a Sefer Torah. But if you sell a Torah, you cannot use the money to buy these books. If you sell Svarim, you can't use the money to buy mantles. If you sell the uh, Torah covers, you can't use the money to buy an Aaron. If you sell an Aaron, you cannot use the money to buy a Shul. 
And if you sell a show, you can't use the money to buy a street. So what's going on here is that the things you can buy are of increasingly higher levels of sanctity. You notice, for example, they get closer and closer to the Torah. So the street, to the shul, to the aron, to the, uh, to the cover, you know, these things are getting more directly to the Torah until you come to the Torah itself. And uh, the same rule applies with the change. If you buy something permissible and you have money left over, you can't use the change for something of a lesser degree of sanctity. You cannot sell something that's public property to a private individual. Because that brings it down to a lower level of sanctity. This is the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. They said to him... If you're not allowed to sell something from a group to an individual, because it's a lesser degree of sanctity to have fewer people own it, then you would not be permitted to sell it from a large city to a small city either, because that's also reducing the number of people. So they disagree with him in that aspect of this salacha. Let's go back and look in the Bart Noro. B'nei Ha'ir, okay, they sell Rehovah they sell a street of the city. It has a certain degree of sanctity, because they daven in it on fast days. And the Chachamim argue in the Gemara on this anonymous Mishnah. The Chachamim say that a street does not have a degree of sanctity. Because they, they don't dive in, in it with any regularity. Once in a while, they'll go out. We'll make a meeting at the ballpark, too. That doesn't make a ballpark a uh, place of Kedusha. And the halacha in this matter does, in fact, follow the opinion of the Chachamim. So if you sell a shul, you can use the money to buy an Aron. This is only speaking of uh, a shul that belongs to a village, who that's the one that you can sell. But if it belongs to a big city, since everyone goes to it, it's it's your travelers and visitors and everyone else, everyone from all across town, it, they rely on the show being there. So it's considered public property and it cannot be sold. Svarim, books, as we said, these are books of Nach. But if you sell a Torah scroll, you can't use the money to buy these books. Because you can only go up in sanctity, you can't go down. Similarly for the change left over from such a sale. If they sold these books and they used some of the money to buy a Torah scroll, they cannot use the change to buy something of a lesser degree of sanctity. And this entire mission is only talking about when these sales were not made by seven duly appointed elders of the community. But if they have seven duly appointed elders making these sales, even if they want to use the money to buy beer to drink, it would be permitted, because such a sale would remove the sanctity from the thing being sold, although there are different opinions as to this matter. But it still only applies to those that belong to villages, as we said previously. That is the end of Mishnah Aleph. Join us tomorrow when we will continue with Mishnah Yas Bays and Gimel.